Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, listeners. It is now 5.30, and it's time for our perspective, Thoughts from, new, from a New Generation, with your host, Naila Ogle. Welcome to Chicago's Black Business, 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 Business Radio Network.com. All black, all news, all you. Listen to Classroom DNA with Miss Phyllis Austin and touch it up with Molly B. Weekly. Visit us at Chicago's, that's Chicago with an S, Chicago's Black Business Radio Network.com for showtimes. Interested in joining us as a broadcaster? Send us an email at cbbn2012 at gmail.com for details. That's cbbn2012 at gmail.com for details. I'm Sonia Cassandra Perdue, executive producer. Okay, welcome back, listeners. I'm so happy to have you here today because today is going to be a very exciting, a very important and informative show, I believe. Um, On the last Wednesdays of the month, I'm going to switch it up I'm going to do something a little different. I'm actually going to have my father on the show with me. We're going to talk about various topics and maybe some topics that the audience would like to hear. As you know, this is a platform for young adults, but I thought it would be really important to close the generation gap sometimes by having my father, who I I believe is very wise, and maybe I'm saying that because he's my dad, but I've also heard my friends say that he's wise as well. So I want to close the generation gap by having him on the show every last Wednesday of the month, just to offer his insight and bounce ideas off of each other. So I would like to welcome my dad, James Ogle, founder of the Social Compact Social Compact Project, and I'd like him to go ahead and introduce himself to you all. Well, hello. Hello, everyone, and thank you, Naila, for having me on the show and for giving me that very uh, kind introduction. I am James Ogle, and I, am, I have the honor of being the father of Naila. And I am an entrepreneur, career entrepreneur, uh, with a core competence in real estate investments, as well as I dabble in in digital, uh, the online industry, and and a number of other things. Uh, The Social Compact Project uh, is my, my, let let us say, my special project in terms of uh, giving back or paying forward, as the slogans go. It's an idea that has to do with initiatives that practice core competencies that are essential for leadership, for living life fully, and doing it in engaging and interesting ways. So we have a number of initiatives under the Social Compact Project to do that. Sounds good. Thank you for that. So like as I said before, today's topic is all about success. I think it's a very important topic because it's something that young adults and adults think about every day when they go to sleep at night, when they wake up in the morning, they're thinking about what they can do today to be successful. So I just want to jump right into things. What do you define as success, Dad? Well, great question, and I think that you'll probably get a number of different answers from different folks to to that question. I would define success as the liberty to live life in a fulfilling way based upon your personal values. And, of course, that's a simple definition, it, 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 and it's personal because it, it, is, it implies financial success because the liberty to do the things that you enjoy doing 
would require you to afford the time, to have the time to do them, which means that you would need to be financially independent. So even though financial independence is an essential component to success, it is not all of it. It's a part of it because I believe fulfillment, living each day with joy, with passion, with excitement, is what success is. Okay. I think what you said was very important because a lot of the times, maybe it's given our surroundings and our social atmosphere. We define the success as money, as having a car, as having a house, but you said something really important there. You said it defined personally, so it can be unique to each individual, right? That is correct. It's totally based on your personal values. Some people define success as traveling to areas of the world where people who have the least live and just volunteering in medical service, in spiritual service, and other things, and that's their success. And they would give up or forfeit the nice cars and homes and everything else that most people might define success as. Okay. So a lot of the times people truly interested in investing in what it truly takes to be successful. They watch shows, they read blogs, they 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 try to find this anecdote or this formula to be successful, but I would like to know what you believe is an important trait to have in order to be successful. Well I think the first trait is 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 coming to terms with self, is is settling within on what are the important things that you'd like to achieve in your life immediately, uh, intermediate, and then long-term. And having a clear plan of action to achieve them, a realistic or practical plan of action, to achieve them so that by having that, by settling on what I wish to have out of this life and then planning how you will achieve it, then you can wake up each day with passion because you, you know exactly what, why you're waking up tomorrow. You know, I'm always amused by people who say I'm bored because it's a, it's a concept that I, that I have a trouble with. I don't know how that would happen. If you have a plan and you're passionate about the things you wish to achieve in life, how can you possibly be bored? There isn't enough time in a day to work on them. I definitely can agree. Passion is definitely very important, and I think that correlates directly with ambition. And that actually leads me to my next question because society sort of prescribes us this the way of going about things. You go to college, you either go to college and you go to your next level of education and become a doctor, a lawyer, a businessman. And a lot of what I'm finding is that a lot of young people aren't satisfied with these these sort of, I guess written out careers that society has prescribed us. So can you speak about young people finding their personal, or young people or adults finding a personal passion and making it, a, making it a career? How can they go about that? That's a great question, Naila. I, I, would, I suppose the reason why a lot of young people aren't accepting so willingly the prescription of society to get a good education and get a good job, one is because you're seeing, with the advent of the Internet, you're seeing a lot more successful models out that, that are successes achieved financially and career-wise outside of that prescription. So more and more people, young people are becoming aware that there are alternatives to the prescription. Now, that said, I, I must emphasize that 
we live in a social order uh, and there are certain basics, certain fundamentals that are essential to give yourself a fighting chance to a stable income in, in the form of employment. And I believe that one should definitely achieve the fundamentals, which is a graduation from high school and pursuing at least an undergraduate study, not necessarily in four years, but it could be broken into an associate, a two-year program, or even a, a technical program that would take you more directly to what your passion is. For example, if it's, if it's the digital economy, you know, you can pursue a two-year um, program at a community college that would quickly get you into an earning capacity in a trending area of our economy rather than just completing a four-year degree, for example, and, and hoping to get employment because that's simply what everyone says you should do. Exactly. And if you don't mind speaking a little bit more about sort of this learned education outside of the classroom, because a lot of people look down on these associate degrees at these two-year colleges because it's not what's pushed. You know, it's what's pushed is to go to the university for four years, obtain a degree from a big-name college, and then there's your career. But there's so many other things you can do if you want to live a, a financially well life, such as own your own business, et cetera. So can you speak a little bit more on that? I, I certainly can, and, and thank you again. You said a mouthful there. Boy, there's so many things I could address in that. In that first of all, fulfillment was part of my definition of success. And fulfillment is within, and fulfillment is personal. And fulfillment has also to do with self-assurance and self-confidence. Notice that none of them have to do with what other people think about you. Exactly. So when you, part of your, your introduction there by saying that we are told that this is what you should do and you need to get this prestigious degree and all that, that is, that is the first mistake you can make. If you begin to, to value yourself, based upon external things that you must show, ornaments, even if it's a bachelor's degree or a master's degree, that's an ornament, quite frankly. And I right. say that because I can introduce you to as many people who have never gone to college that owns a HVAC company or, uh, uh, I mean, and I can go on and on in their own business and, and earn six-digit income, and, and some do much better as they, as they further their, their uh, general business knowledge and learn how to take uh, a basic skill, uh, a non-degreed skill, into a product that, for example, could be franchised, if, if it's a food okay. business or, or some other service business. So at bottom, what I want to convey is you have to determine first what makes you tick. And then look at your options. Look at your options and, and pursue them tactically. Clark Howard, who is considered a financial guru and is by, by uh, uh, performance, he emphasizes quite a bit these days, um, and he's on the 7.50 a.m. In, in Atlanta, but he emphasizes the importance of looking at the option of community college two-year programs or technical programs that take you more directly to your area of interest. And you can mm -hmm. achieve it without incurring all the debt that you can that you end up with with a four year program. In most okay. cases, 
But it's perfect. Sounds good. Definitely, I agree. Um, another thing that I find myself asking, well, myself and others, is what are the habits of successful people? And hmm. I'm always directed to maybe a conversation or an interview or a book. So what would you say that adults and young adults can do to feed their minds and learn habits of successful people? Are there any books or tapes that you recommend? Yes. I uh, I would say that I've personally found, and, and the record speaks for itself, a very, very old book called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. It was published, I believe, in 1936. And, of course, all the authors have published there is no limit to success books, but the reason I mention that is because it was one of the first uh, published in the arena of, of self-assurance and getting to the essentials of common traits of successful people. And one of those things is just having ambition, just just wanting something out of life that's personal to you. And I define ambition as the most fundamental to success because if you're ambitious, it transforms hope to will, to action. And a whimsical existence or a, you know, an existence of every day you wonder what you wish to do to, to a life of a vision and purpose because you have made a decision and you You've envisioned where you will be tomorrow, next year, next five years, next 10 years. You've envisioned that is in your psyche. And you plan back from there to where you are now. So each day you wake up, you're passionate about achieving the next milestone that will get you where you wish to go, to that goal that you're so passionate about achieving. Sounds good. Thank you for that. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and after these ads, we'll return with this conversation. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you. Black America, why are we still afraid? Black America Asking Ourselves the Tough Questions by Sonia Cassandra Perdue is now available on Amazon.com or at AskingOurselvesTheToughQuestions.info. Can you answer the tough questions? Pick up your copy today on Amazon.com or at AskingOurselvesTheToughQuestions.info. And let's get tough. Have you been injured in a car crash, slip and fall, or dog bite incident? Has a loved one been injured or killed as a result of birthing negligence, nursing home neglect, or a work accident? Legal-Chicago.com helps Chicagoans find the right lawyer for free. Our work is making clients whole after they've been wronged by the negligence of others. Our work is connecting Chicagoans with the right lawyer for their case. Legal-Chicago.com's mission is to put cash into clients' hands. Legal, the hyphen symbol, Chicago.com. Visit Legal-Chicago.com for a free consultation and membership to our network of attorneys. Have you always wanted to start your own business but don't know where to begin? Well, awaken the entrepreneur in you. Join us for the 7th Biannual Self-Employment Expo, September 27th at the Croc Center, Chicago, located at 1250 West 119th Street. Explore dozens of business ownership and entrepreneurial opportunities. Learn from industry leaders by attending marketing, 
financial, and business empowerment seminars. Register online at selfemploymentexpo.com. If you'd like to showcase your business, there are still exhibit spaces available. Go to selfemploymentexpo.com. That's selfemploymentexpo.com. And remember, the Self-Employment Expo is always free to attend. Just register online at selfemploymentexpo.com. We'll see you on September 27th, where we will awaken the entrepreneur in you. Welcome to Chicago's Black Business, 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 Business Radio Network.com. All black, all news, all you. Listen to Classroom DNA with Miss Phyllis Austin and touch it up with Molly B. Weekly. Visit us at Chicago's, that's Chicago with an S, Chicago's Black Business Radio Network.com for showtimes. Interested in joining us as a broadcaster? Send us an email at CBBN2012 at gmail.com for details. That's CBBN2012 at gmail.com for details. I'm Sonia Cassandra Perdue, executive producer. Okay, and we are back. This is our perspective, Thoughts from a New Generation. I'm your host, Naila Ogle. And today, we are again, we are talking about what it takes to be successful with a special guest, my dad, who is also the founder of the Social Compact Project. Okay, so jumping right back into things, I want to just take a moment to talk a little bit about parents and mentoring their children, helping them accomplish their goals. A lot of the times they can be a little bit, they can go a little bit overboard with helping their children because they forget about what it takes as far as personal drive and hard work. So what can you, Dad, what can you give advice? Well, what advice can you give to parents in terms of helping them you know, not be too, not overshadow their children, but also help them fulfill their dreams, if that makes sense. Well, thank you again for the question. And I, I guess I can presume from the question that maybe I I don't overshadow my children uh, in, in my inspiring them to achieve their goals, or you wouldn't ask me that question. So I, I hope that's a compliment. But... Um, but no, yeah, no. Actually, I think that any wholesome and healthy parent would wish to see their children achieve more than they have have achieved, because everyone that has lived for some time, as I have, and and others that are, you know, over the age of forty, have experienced things in life that, quite honestly, you can only gain with experience, and so. Right you wish to convey that there's a sense of urgency in parents who are wholesome and healthy about their children's development. There's a sense of urgency about what you must do. And the reason why that is, is because when you've lived and you've lost opportunities that you look back on and say, boy, I wish I did this or I wish I did that, you have a sense of urgency as as the, the great late Reverend Martin Luther King said, the urgency of now. And so that's what you might get from parents that you may interpret as being overbearing, but it's just that they know what the urgency of now, the importance of it, because what you have, I can't recapture. You have youth. If you learn to value each day of your life and to live it fruitfully, you will have a fantastic tomorrow, a greater tomorrow 
because you've invested wisely today. And so to answer your question more specifically, I would say to parents, even though we are moved by this urgency of now in trying to, to get uh, young people to understand why they, it's so important to, to use their time wisely, we must measure it with a respect for the bombardment that they have with so much coming at them that, that we didn't have 30 years ago. And, and I would say to the, to the kids, that to you young people, not really kids anymore, but young people, that yeah. you, you have to listen to the, to the, the deeper part of what what's the parent is trying to convey, which is really, at bottom, the urgency of now. That's always what it comes down to. Thank you. I love that. And I really hope the listeners out there are listening because you definitely said some profound words. Um, so before we close out the show, I have just two more questions I feel to be very important. Going back to the whole topic of finances. So financial conditions can be an inhibiting factor that caused many people to set aside their aspirations. And I think that's now more so than ever because of the economy, because of the increase in middle class. What can you say about balancing finances and people putting off what they truly want to do because they don't have the money? Well, there's two components to, to that question. One is the first thing I have to say about money, as I've always told you and I've told all my children and anyone else who would listen, is the savings habit, the habit of saving a portion of anything you earn. If it's $5 a year, you can save. Some, the biggest mistake you can make financially in this life, and I wish you listened to this if you listened to nothing else, the biggest error you can make in this life financially is to not cultivate the habit of saving. People make the error of saying, well, I'm not earning enough to pay my bills. How can I save? That's never true. You have to cultivate the habit of saving first. And once you've got that locked in as part of your character, your characteristic, your habit, your discipline, you're on the way to becoming wealthy, I promise you. The second part of your question about, I believe what you're referring to is, is, is delaying gratification in order to gain more later, which is, <laughs> which is really what saving is. Um, the, the accumulation of capital so that you can put capital to work for you as opposed to you exchanging your labor for a pittance. Um, and I say that with no disrespect for people who earn a salary, but I've always said no one will pay you more than you will pay yourself, I hope. So the accumulation of capital that can be invested and earn returns is, can only be achieved with a good savings habit first. Because even if you want it or you inherited it and you didn't have the habit of saving, I promise you, you will, you will lose it likely. So that is the most fundamental thing. And delayed gratification is essential. It's, it's having the common sense or the, the wisdom of making decisions in, in priority. What is most important today that gets me to the next milestone in my goal as opposed to what's going to feel good if I get this thing or what's going to impress someone 
if I get this thing and and compromising your long-term well-being in the process, then the latter is foolish. That's, that's really good. Definitely have to take that advice myself because <laughs> I definitely spend my money in lives sometimes. Okay, and just really quickly before we end the show because we're running out of time, can you please just give advice to people who are being pulled by outside forces but try to stay on track on what they want to do for themselves? You know, it's so hard sometimes to say no to people, but when it's affecting you getting the things that you need to get done, so what would you say to people who are having trouble with that? Well, I'm not sure if my answer to that question, uh, what my grandmother told me would be appropriate for the radio, but my grandmother <laughs> called me a name. Uh, she said, if you don't learn to say no, then you are uh, something that is not radio-proof. But that okay. is how I would answer that. That's how I would answer that question, because you you have to be able to to sift out the things that you can do within the time you have each day to do them that are important. Exactly. Again, if you have that plan, you've just got to stick with it, and you've got to tell people respectfully, I wish I could, but I can't right now. I'll revisit it when, you know, my schedule permits. you you just got to make priorities. Right. I agree with that. So first I would like to thank you, Dad, for being on the show. Happy to You're have welcome, you. and thank and you for having me. No, thank you. You definitely said some, some profound words that even I definitely, well, as you were talking, I was writing them down. I was writing down everything you said because I think that we all look at success as a big thing that we want to accomplish. And you just said some good things that will definitely help everyone get there. So, again, I thank you, and I would like to thank my listeners for listening today, and I will see you all next month on Our Perspective, Thoughts from the New Generation. Thank you. Thank you for having me.